0: Hey everyone, it's been a minute, but before we get to this episode of Tuca and Bird Pod, we do need to let you know that there will be some triggering content in this episode. We do talk about sexual assault. We're not going to get super into details or anything like that, but if this brings anything up for you, please feel free to skip the episode and we will see you next week. Or if you listen and you have something brought up anyways we recommend you go to rain.org for the rape abuse and incest national network please go there there is help for you and now we will get to the show everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bird Pod. Today, we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 9 of Tuca and Birdie, The Jelly Lakes. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how
1: are you? I am doing well. Classic Bojack slash Tuca and Birdie, hitting you with that Episode 9, right before the finale, giving you all the feelings.
0: They really are like, okay, it's been a little bit hard, but how about we hurt you emotionally?
1: <laughs> what if we just really, really hurt you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steph, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a very sleepy girl, as I told you pre-show. I have just been super sleepy. I'm worried, like, maybe I'm getting sick. I don't know. Maybe just the season's changing. For those that can't see me, which is everyone except Lindsay, because this is (laughs) a video podcast, the circles under my eyes are so dark, even with the Zoom beauty filter on. (laughs) (laughs) You're
1: perfect and beautiful all the time.
0: I'm hanging by a thread.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I found that I was very nappish this weekend also. Mm -hmm. Just the the rain is here now. We're fully into, you know. Seasonal depression
0: (laughs) has started instantly.
1: The fall fall depression void is upon us.
0: (laughs) Truly, we went from summer to will I ever see the sun again in a split second and... mm, you know what? Yeah. I think sometimes that's when we do our best content is when you and I are both <laughs> profoundly depressed. So it's I good. would agree.
1: <laughs> I think that's true. Oh, my God. Look at us. <laughs> if we're Staying too happy,
0: how can we talk about this content?
1: <laughs> it's very fair. That's why Chappelle doesn't join us. <laughs> oh, my so God. I'm yeah. Chappelle, Chappelle
0: already skipped this episode. He was like, Marcus played. Marcus played. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Incredible.
0: How is P- how is PhD land?
1: It's fine. As people are listening to this, I am writing a midterm. So yeah, that's no good. But after that, I have big plans to just stop learning because we don't have oh, a Oh, forever? So. Yes. Yeah. Quit your
0: PhD. <laughs> <laughs> that um, too. <laughs> as people are listening to this, I am on my way to your city for a work yes. meeting. Would love if we can coordinate a meetup, but because of the unhinged decision making of people much higher in my organization than me i don't know if it will be possible
1: but we'll <laughs> yes. talk offline about that sounds good i intended to message you because i knew you were saying that you are uh, leaving the same day coming in the same day you, you're the travel it was very intense for that day
0: yeah it's stupid it's a stupid <laughs> decision i thought i would go over on the 34th 1st I'd get a nice hotel, maybe entice you to take a coffee break from your studying, Mm -hmm. explore Vancouver, you know, have a nice time. No, I'll be waking up at like four in the morning instead to meet up before 6 a.m. with my coworkers to carpool to the ferry.
1: No good, no good. I'm going to be out
0: of my house for way too many hours on November
1: 1st, but it's okay. Yeah, no good. Anyways, should we tell people what
0: time it is right now?
1: What time is it? I do think it's a good segue. You just said November 1st.
0: Boom, baby. Well, right now when we're recording, it is Sunday, October 23rd, 2022. In the Pacific time zone, 1235 p.m. In New York, 335 p.m. In London, 835 p.m. Love the energy this week. It is 335 a.m. on Monday, October 24th. I was really scared the minute would change. Me too,
1: especially when I interrupted um, you. I was so game. scared.
0: I was so scared. And it's rare that it's the same day in Pacific, New York, and in London when we mm-hmm. record. So it's like a big day for us.
1: It is. It really is. We're so far ahead of the game. Like over a week ahead. So that's nice.
0: Well, it's because you have a midterm.
1: It really is. I really didn't want to be editing next weekend and thought I should be responsible and we should get ahead. And here we are. You accommodated me. This is great. I will always accommodate you,
0: but when this podcast is coming out, it's Tuesday, November first. Yes,
1: I also Friend forgot of the to pod, ask... Jeremy's birthday.
0: Friend of the pod, Jeremy's birthday. I also forgot to get Scally to lead us in, but I'm presuming that you will remember to have him lead I you. Of course, did
1: <laughs> I've <have> only <laughs> forgotten twice?
0: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so November first is All Saints Day because mm-hmm. it's the day after Halloween a religious discante. Day. chocolate discante Ooh, what candy are you gonna buy today after your midterm
1: oh man this is the problem i feel like i'll get to shoppers late because of the midterm so i may miss all the good stuff i really like to get some cheap henry's that's really my move is to have those on hand like a reese's peanut butter cup hell yeah yeah those are my two big hell ones what yeah. about you sour patch kids Fuzzy Mm -hmm. Peaches. Um, I love Fuzzy Peaches so much. But
0: I like the small halloween size ones way better. Like, the normal ones are fine. But the (laughs) halloween size ones, mm. So dainty. (laughs) Um, Kit Kats, Mr. Big. I love them all. There's very few Halloween candy situation where I'm like, ugh, I didn't want that.
1: Mm -hmm. There was one year that they had a box that was like a combo of, I want to say, O. Henry, Reese's, and like Kit Kat or something, and I was like, "This is like a perfect have been combo Kit box." Because that's a different, is it a different company. company. What's the third thing that could have been in there that was a perfect combo box? Um,
0: let me look. Is it Hershey? Is that the who does oh, these I'm, things? Oh, I maybe. Oh, Henry's are so freaking good.
1: They're so good. I think it's my favorite.
0: Oh yeah, it's a it's a Hershey.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe a Snickers. Maybe whatever it was. It was mean, like, like there Snickers. were there were no misses in the box. I, I feel like there are other ones that have a lot of Smarties, and I'm like, eh, I don't need I these. I like
0: Smarties. I like Smarties better than the Arrow bars in that
1: box. <laughs> yeah, that right. That's what it is. That's a Kit Kat Coffee Crisp Arrow and Smarties box. Yeah. Yeah. And Arrows are stupid. Yeah. They're fine. I'll eat them, but not my fave.
0: Not me. Anyways, I, I actually, my favorite is the Tootsie Rolls, but like the fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. We right. I think we last talked about this year. Yeah, year. <laughs> um, but they're the best, and they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I can find a bag of those. I think they might have them at Bulk Barn. That'd be good. Oh, I'll stock up. <laughs> Anyways, it's also Extra Mile Day, which I believe is a day dedicated to going the extra mile. No. it's It celebrates the capacity we have to create positive change in families, organizations, and communities when we go the extra mile.
1: Bare minimum, baby.
0: No, you have to go the extra mile <laughs> for your for your midterm.
1: Nope, it's there. A it's
0: a holiday. It is also give up your shoulds day, so you stop thinking about things you think you should do, like exercising, eating healthier, making more money, or being more organized, or going the extra mile, or going the extra mile. You have to get rid of the thought. All right. Get rid of. Stop letting things burden you.
1: I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's good.
0: It is International Scented Candle Day.
1: Okay, I like a scented candle.
0: I'm a huge fan of scented candles, but I'm scared because yesterday I lit a scented candle at 9 a.m. and then left my house for 12 hours. Oh god! And came home and the candle was still burning, and I was like, I almost died today. I almost nice. burned down my house. <laughs> so I, I think I'm being punished with like a, I'm grounded from scented candles. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Maybe I'm Fair. the first.
0: That will be my like triumphant
1: return to scented candles. <laughs> yeah you're grounded for like two weeks and then you can have a candle back
0: i opened my door and i was like it smells good in here and then i was like oh my god it smells good in here
1: (laughs) my fire safety plan
0: (laughs) yeah it was not good it was not a good vibe but it's okay nothing happened i blew out the candle everything was fine it is national authors day
1: all right we support that
0: celebrate authors i think pro
1: reading on this podcast
0: we are pro reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have not been doing as very well with my reading challenge for 2022, though. I am going to need to start like, go into hyperdrive. I think it's time to reread the Janet Daly Americana romance novels, because I can knock two of those out in a day. Nice. <laughs> I've told you about those before, right? No, Once what do you like each. about them? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, they're horrible. But there's one (laughs) set in each state because when Janet Daly retired, her and her husband went on like an RV trip for the rest of their life. And she wrote (laughs) about the states that they went through. So there's one in each state. And they're horrible because they're 70s romance novels. So it'll be like... Not great relationship dynamics between the couples, and like almost always a significant age gap between like a twenty-two year old woman and like a thirty-five year old man. Is but it like
1: I, specifically tied to the landmarks that she would have seen in each of those states? A hundred,
0: poor, a hundred percent. So like,
1: I went to Oklahoma, Mount Rushmore. Uh, <laughs> Fell in love.
0: No, it's not it's not that bad. It's not okay. to that extent. But like so like the Oklahoma one is called Six White Horses and it's about a girl and she is like in the rodeo and she does like the trick horse riding where you like flip mm-hmm. from horse to horse and she falls in love on the rodeo. Or there's like the Vermont one is like I don't really remember what it's about, but it's called Green Mountain Man and it helped me get a Jeopardy question right about how Vermont (laughs) is about green Green and there's just like random like facts that you learn like I feel like I've learned more about America from those fifty like horrible romance novels (laughs) than from anything else. Also, it'll be like very descriptive about the outfits, Mm -hmm. and so it'll be like he was wearing tan corduroy bell bottoms with a silk shirt of blue brown and yellow all swirled together and you're supposed to think like oh wow what a sexy man
1: (laughs) a vest with tassels because he's in the rodeo Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Also, <laughs> speaking of books, I was saying, Kirsten, I texted you this week because I saw something about Colleen Hoover and I was like, why do I recognize this name? And then I remembered it's because you started a feud with her during our conversation with Herbie Dow.
0: And you sent me a resource that told me more about one of her books. And mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I stand by the feud. Colin Hoover, yes. it's on site. <laughs> <laughs> it's on site.
1: Yeah, and I have to stand with Kirsten, so I guess me too.
0: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I I I do think Colleen Hoover will get me too.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Okay, so here's the history of Colleen Hoover for anyone who doesn't know, because I didn't give the full history on the episode with RB Dub because... We were talking to the creator of BoJack Horseman. Why am I starting a feud <laughs> with a random <laughs> author? Okay, why? And it's actually because like I asked a question about books. That's how it came yes. up. But so Colleen Hoover started out writing like basically not fan fiction because I think it was her own works, but on a website called Wattpad, which is just where like people who like to write... Just put their writing into the world. And then people who are used to reading fan fiction and therefore will read anything are like, (laughs) oh, my God, yes. And so then she was doing well on Wattpad. So she started self-publishing her books. And then she just blew up because TikTok got obsessed with her.
1: Yes. Yes, I did see that. (laughs)
0: And it's because like the like book talk is the worst because people will sit there and they will quote scenes from books and they will make a book seem like the best book in the entire world and you're like yes I'm gonna try this book because book talk told me to do it run <laughs> run away from book talk release yourself free yourself just go to Goodreads and read the reviews because book mm-hmm. talk is a it's a hellmouth <laughs> <laughs> it's bad.
1: Yeah, incredible, Sorry. incredible stuff.
0: But anyways, yeah, we hate <laughs> Colin Hoover here, and we stand by that.
1: Yeah, but we like reading.
0: We love reading. The thing, too, is, like, I didn't realize Colin Hoover writes romance novels. That was mm. in air quotes for anyone not watching, because, of course, is anyone other than Lindsay. I thought that they were, like, murder mystery novels.
1: Oh, I had no and idea.
0: just based on, like, the covers and the titles. Mm. And then it turns out, it's supposed to be a romance, but it's actually just domestic violence, much like Twilight and Grey.
1: <laughs> much like those things.
0: <laughs> Anyways, sorry, there's more. It's National Biologic Day. Okay. I don't know what it means, and the website is not giving me more information, and I will not be clicking a source. <laughs> it's National Brush Day, so you're supposed to brush your teeth today. I would argue you should brush your teeth every day. Two times, times, twice. (laughs) You have you been listening to the Real Love Boat podcast? I was just
1: gonna say this, and I was (laughs) like, "Is is this taking us too far off of God's path?" But that guy who's like, "I brush my teeth twice on the weekends and once during the week." Unhinged, unhinged. He was
0: like, "Um, nine times a week, because twice on the weekends," and I was like. Sir, you're being too honest.
1: Too honest. Oh, my God.
0: I am sure there are tons of people that are more often than not going to brush their teeth only once a day or even none at all. Sometimes, you know what? Depression gets the best of us and we miss a toothbrush. Mm -hmm. But you better believe if I'm in the casting for reality TV and they're like, how many times a week do you brush your teeth? With no hesitation, (laughs) I'm saying 14. Like, true or not? 14. That is how much... I brush my teeth.
1: Honestly. It's pretend you're at the dentist like fourteen times and I floss at I, least once a day. Sometimes I floss twice. Once a day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was at the dentist, I was really honest with them and I was like, I don't floss. And they were like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can tell and you need to start. It's like, damn it.
1: Man, Cam went to the dentist and he was like, They don't give you that hard a time about like needing to floss more. And then he came home later and was like, actually no, they just saved it till later in the appointment. And they were very, very intense about it.
0: Yeah, your teeth can fall out. Mm -hmm. I think if they had told me when I was like seven that if I wasn't a good flosser, my teeth would fall out, I would have been a a lifelong flosser. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I didn't know until this last appointment that that could happen. I just was like, oh, I don't understand why they tell you to floss. I don't care. Like as long as I brush (laughs) my teeth, that's fine. And then they were like, no, your teeth could fall out and it is irreversible once it gets to a certain point. And I was like, so i floss now it's part of my personality mm-hmm. we floss at least twice a day sometimes three times
1: oh my god yeah i become a pretty good flosser as well
0: <laughs> i would say, i would say one to three times a day
1: wow incredible mm-hmm.
0: and now next time i go to the dentist i'm gonna be able to say hey i floss one to three times a day
1: and they're gonna be like really and then they're gonna see and
0: then they're gonna jab my gums and go oh wow yeah None of these go more than two millimeters. You do floss. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible. Anyways, it's also National Calzone Day. All
1: right.
0: How do you feel about a calzone?
1: I feel like the general opinion on Parks and Rec, where it's like, why wouldn't you just eat pizza? Just pizza that's harder to eat.
0: Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing. In theory, I think I would love a calzone. Yeah. But when I worked at Pizza Hut when they had the pozone, which is their version of a, of a calzone, there's not actually sauce inside of it. You just dip it in sauce. Like there oh. it was just like the cheese and toppings inside the dough. Mm. And then you dip it in sauce. I feel like if there's sauce inside. Yeah. Now we're talking more crust.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm interested.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed. I'd probably just never order one. I would always get pizza.
0: I'm open to the idea. Maybe I'll try mm-hmm. making a homemade one. There you go. It's also National Cinnamon Day.
1: All right. It was Cinnamon Roll Day recently, wasn't it? Like yeah, and this
0: picture is just of cinnamon rolls. All right. I like cinnamon.
1: The-
0: I mean, how else are you really enjoying cinnamon other than on a cinnamon roll? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I guess people maybe? use it in all kinds of food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I make banana bread, put it in there. Hmm.
0: I like getting the coffee cake muffins at Thrifties, and they have a bunch of cinnamon on top. Yum. Yum. Uh, it's National Deep Fried Clams Day. Okay. Happy for you if you partake. It's National Family Literacy Day. Back to authors. We are a pro-reading podcast. We've said yes. enough about literacy today. Yes. <laughs> it is National Go Cook for Your Pets Day. All right. So cook food for your pets. I will not be cooking any pet. food for my pets.
1: Yeah. They eat out just... of a
0: can and they're happy to do it.
1: <laughs> they will enjoy
0: it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Vinegar Day. Okay. Vinegar, great to eat, great to clean your toilet with. It could do everything. <laughs> what can't it do? <laughs> World piece. It's the only thing.
1: <laughs> it's the only
0: thing. <laughs> it can do everything else. It is prime meridian day. What? The International Meridian Conference in 1884 was when they determined a a meridian employed as a common zero of longitude and standard of time. Okay, which is where? What time is it? Greenwich. Yeah, Greenwich uh, line for London time. Mm -hmm. But also, like, why are we celebrating this? give me my hour of sleep back honestly (laughs) it's world vegan day and that's the last one you're in so go vegans eat a vegetable eat roasted vegetables in fact
1: yes always relevant
0: there look at us we 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 really made a meal of that yes
1: Uh, (laughs) we're really putting off talking about the hard parts of this episode
0: listen it's what we do Mm
1: -hmm. like that person who wrote in and they were like i've noticed that like in the hard episodes are really long but it's because you just talk more about the bullshit holidays And that is called self-care,
0: baby. Get rid That's of right. that should from your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll talk about the episode. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. <laughs> okay. So the synopsis given for this episode is, an impromptu trip takes two and Bertie to Bertie's old summer camp, a faraway place that dredges up painful memories. Now, I don't think this was a summer camp. I think that this is an incorrect synopsis.
1: Yeah. But that's yeah. what the wiki tells us. It's like her family's cottage or something. Yeah, it's a summer
0: house. Yeah. So yeah. she's like Scally and has a second home for the summer.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about this like high level ending stuff first. What do you think about that?
0: I think let's do whatever you think cuz I'm struggling. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, okay, so I was just looking at what the response to this episode was, and so the first thing is that the episode, this is not stolen directly from Wikipedia, but it says that this was praised for its approach toward the subject matter, its survivor-centric storytelling, and its use of visual medium. Lisa Hannawalt chose not to depict Bertie's assault and deliberately avoided showing the perpetrator's face or hearing his voice. Also, this episode features an all-female cast.
0: And I love all of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's so good. And I, the first time I watched it, I didn't even piece it together that there are no men anywhere in this episode. But watching it back this time, it's very apparent. And I love all of that so much where I think this is like we've gotten into this a little bit in the last couple of episodes of just how they're portraying this particular storyline and how they're dealing with sexual harassment, and sexual assault. And I think that this episode in particular, it's like centering Birdie and centering women so fully at the heart of the story. And I think it's mm-hmm. pretty remarkable.
0: Well, and I think a lot of content that explores a survivor's, you know, path will often use, like, reenactments and flashbacks and, like, mm-hmm. very graphic sexual assault imagery to be like, look, this is how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really trying to make men understand, like, how horrible it is to be assaulted, where this actually is just like, no, this is about a woman who was assaulted as a child Mm -hmm. and about how that has impacted her life moving forward and the way that she has suffered outside of the assault itself and like the the way like the way i think of you know sexual assault or something really bad happens to you as a kid it's like fingers that reach into every other part of your life moving forward until like you're able to have some sort of therapy or treatment or something to unpack it and work through it and those little Mm -hmm. fingers will just affect everything Mm -hmm. and I feel like this shows that in such a powerful way where you like you don't have to see his face you don't have to hear his voice you don't have to know specifically what happened you know how birdie felt and how birdie continues to feel and you know maybe men will watch this and still not understand but they were never going to understand so Mm -hmm. why make it for them when you could make it for people who have had similar if not the same experiences
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone who didn't watch the episode for whatever reason, I guess we didn't really set it up. But the episode ends, we find out that Birdie was sexually assaulted as a child. And the way that they portray it's just very vague, very high level. And it's very much said that just she trusted this person and she was assaulted and what Lisa Hanawalt has said is completely lined up with what you just said Kirsten is that it says I didn't want anyone to judge whether or not Bertie overreacted to what happened but wanted to illustrate that something happened and it traumatized her it doesn't really matter what those specifics are and I love that so much
0: yes yeah Lisa Hanawalt's on the podcast when? yes anytime <laughs>
1: honestly open invitation obviously to Lisa Hanawalt's <laughs>
0: Well, when we finish Juke and Birdie, we'll we'll harass her. Maybe RB Dub will make the connect. I doubt it. Nice.
1: Once again, RB Dub
0: <laughs> is gone, long gone. Especially after we spent twenty four minutes talking about holidays. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True. <laughs> um, one of the one of the other things that it said on the Wikipedia article that I thought was kind of interesting is like I forgot that the reason that we only have one season of this show on Netflix and the rest is on Adult Swim is that this was initially canceled after one season, and so everyone. Apparently, there was a widespread outcry in response to the cancellation, because they were like, seriously, this is how you're ending it? That was an incredible episode in episode nine. And then it says, Carolyn Framke in Vanity Fair stated that she had never seen another show tackle this particular horror with such care, and that the possibility of being unable to see Bertie's recovery after having unraveled her past traumas would be quote, downright crushing.
0: Just another example, specifically about Netflix, they really Mm -hmm. do not care about content that women like, which is wild because women spend money, women consume, but yet everything that we appreciate tends to just be cancelled or shuffled along or brushed aside. My sister and I just finally watched season two of The Babysitter's Club on Netflix and it's just like... (laughs) Ugh, why did you cancel this it's mm-hmm. so good and so like pure and sweet Ugh, we get no respect
1: no respect honestly so yeah i don't know i feel like we'll get into it more but i just wanted to set all that up that obviously this got extensively praised and with good reason i think this is a very effective episode
0: but yet the episode i think only has like an 8.5 on imdb because
1: people are haters yeah people suck
0: it's, they would so much rather watch Bojack literally strangling a woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> Listen, I it's not a criticism of Bojack, it's a criticism of the audience. Of course, yes, I agree. Okay, so last we saw, Tuku got in the car with Birdie, and they didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. They're just going to drive. And they drive in silence for... Like the whole night. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, this is probably the longest silence of Tuka's entire life, right?
0: 100%. She's never been quiet (laughs) for this long before.
1: No. (laughs) Very impressive.
0: So they do have to stop to let some sheep cross the road. And they just both start crying and just grab onto each other. And Tuka says, you know, you were right. I always mess things up. And Bertie's like, no, forget what I said. (laughs) Like, stop it.
1: Mhm. Yeah, there's a really funny moment where she says I missed you so much that I made Speckle talk like you and he was really good at it and it freaked me out. <laughs> and it has Speckle like twerking going, "Hey."
0: <laughs> Speckle no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Speckle is a real one for being game for that, though.
1: Yes. Yeah, it sounds like he's been preparing for this, like he's been training, <laughs> working on his Tuca impression. I mean, how would you not? If you know Tuca, you have to have
0: an impression. So they continue to drive, and it just, like, you can see, like, their mood improve, and then they're singing along. They're moving. They're literally
1: moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's very good. And then they see the sign for the jelly lakes where the jelly is always fresh and it's magically summer every day.
0: The jelly lake sounds like a yeast infection waiting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree. And also, it seems so scary to be swimming in there. Like, how do you get out? Oh, God, it seems like you would definitely drown. I, well, I bit.
0: personally would absolutely drown. So, but to ask like, oh hey, doesn't your family have a cabin there? And Birdie's like, oh, I haven't been there in years. Like, kind of starts trailing off that she's going to start talking about something else, but then they get cut off by a jerk. On a motorcycle, and Birdie gets road rage, and it's like, oh, I've got to follow this person, which, like, Birdie, what are you going to do when you catch them?
1: Mm -hmm. And she swears so much, much more than we've ever heard her swear before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, at one point, she, like, flies off this part of the road, and she's just like, shit, 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 shit. The words fly behind them. It's very good.
0: Listen, that is how it is like to be in the car with me when I'm driving. I don't (laughs) leave the road, but I do swear a
1: lot. Nice. But I would never (laughs) follow someone. Absolutely not.
0: While they're driving, they do end up at the Jelly Lakes Mall, which like, I love the malls are, though mostly dead, still exist in this this yes. universe. Birdie and Tuca go into a Girl Things store. Claire's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Claire's or Ardine. Well, what Ardine <laughs> used to be, not what mm-hmm. Ardine is now. And they are just like trying on all these different wild things and we see like- Ads for what girl things is like.
1: Mm-hmm. The ads are so funny. They're like, gender is binary. <laughs> Moms just don't understand.
0: <laughs> she's not a girl. She's a mom.
1: <laughs> I love that it cuts to the, like, at the end of the commercial, they're like, get the fuck out, mom. <laughs> like, yeah, as literally. if this like, mainstream teen commercial says that.
0: <laughs> Listen, this could be a world where swearing is okay. So they're just, they're having a great time, but. The uh, cashier, who is, of course, like a high school student and her best friend. So they're Ashley and Amber. They had a fight, obviously, that was very similar to Tuke and Mm Bertie's. And they're just talking back and forth of like, I'm always irresponsible, And you're just trying to look out for me. And you just want me to be the best me that I can be. And Mm -hmm. Tuke and Bertie are just like crying and holding each other.
1: (laughs) Two old birds are listening to us.
0: It's very funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She just wants Amber to be okay when she goes off to theater camp
0: not theater camp <laughs> Tuca and Bertie just like go through them all like causing complete havoc
1: mm-hmm. and Bertie finally tells Tuca what happened with pastry peed
0: yeah and she basically is like I hate that I let myself get treated badly and even more than that I hate that I let it also happen to Dakota and Tuca is like this is not pastry peed this is not your fault like you did not do this
1: Mm-hmm. Tuca is such a good friend where she's just constantly reminding Bertie that this is not her fault and she's so good. And then she's like, and also, before you continue to tell me, I am going to fantasize about what I would do to pastry Pete. And she's like, I would wrap him up and bake him and then put a lot of unnecessary condiments on him.
0: Well, I don't think he would have a good flavor profile.
1: <laughs> chefs um, hate that.
0: Chefs hate that. Oh, I would ask for the ketchup, baby.
1: <laughs> baby
0: no and it's it is just really good like I love you know Tuca and Birdie are just getting over a huge fight where they did not talk for months but mm-hmm. now that they're good they are good and Tuka yeah. is like listen here I'm on your side like I would kick that guy's ass and I feel like that is the role I often play with my friends <laughs> where they'll like say something and I'll be like no you're a perfect, beautiful angel, and you've never done anything <laughs> wrong in your life. And I would literally kill that guy if I could.
1: Sounds right to me.
0: <laughs> so I like that. I like a moment when I get to relate to Zuka and see
1: yourself represented on TV.
0: Oh, love seeing myself represented <laughs> on TV. I too have a great booty <laughs> and wear little shorts. <laughs> But they do, they see that the biker is leaving them all, so they need to follow them again. hmm And Birdie does, like, a wild maneuver to block them in.
1: <laughs> I loved seeing Tuka. She's got, like, a boba thing, and she gets the straw and tries to, like, machine gun shoot the little tapioca things at the- this person. And they're all just falling on the floor a few feet away. No, <laughs> so I'm surprised good. they
0: don't even, that they even leave the straw. I feel like that yeah. stuff just stays in the straw. But, yes... We do learn who the motorcyclist is. And it is Coach Meredith Maple, who was Bertie's swim coach, who is voiced by Jane Lynch. Yes, indeed. Once again, we don't like what she has to say about billionaires. (laughs) She was obviously people know her from Glee. She was Dr. Spencer Reed's mom on Criminal Minds. She just did a stint on Funny Girl on Broadway, leaving, in fact, like the day before Leah Michelle joined, feeding mm-hmm. into the Glee drama,
1: know. we
0: we know Jane Lynch by her face. Yes,
1: indeed. Yes, I like her a lot. This character is very very fun. Where she was she, like Bertie keeps like, "Oh, it's Coach Maple." She's like, "Stop! You're a grown up now. Call me Coach Meredith." <laughs> Coaching is just part of her identity.
0: Yeah, she's a well rounded woman, mm-hmm. and so she's like oh come see our cabin so they go to the cabins and they go to birdie's cabin and they there's like really silly board games <laughs> and it's just no one's been here in a while
1: mm-hmm. this feels very classically cottage life where duke is like we have to play one of these old ass games and they're all terrible and have so many rules like this feels very much like every board game in a family cottage wow Tell me you're wealthy without telling me you're wealthy.
0: (laughs) I don't know what goes on at family cottages.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Uh, if people in Ontario are big cottage people, like once I moved out there, people were like, we're doing a cottage weekend for Labor Day, or like we've rented an Airbnb for some other thing. People love a cottage out there.
0: People love cottages here too, but they call them cabins.
1: Mm -hmm. We call them camps in New Brunswick.
0: Camps. Camp. (laughs) You said that so funny. (laughs) It was like sometimes my sister says ham like that. Ham. <laughs> like I was a hammered. Oh, that was good. Sorry. That was I wasn't really laughing at you so much as you reminded me of my sister, just for the record. Okay. I, I'm I not you, but just I trying said it to weird. Make, I'm not just
1: trying to make fun of your voice. It's fine. I support you. Man. So I will often if it's very warm, I will often go, ugh, it's hot. And I have one friend who had apparently never heard me say the word "hot" any other way, and so she was like, "You have that weird accent where you say hot, like hot." <laughs> I was like, "No, I only do that. It's like a bit. It's not even yeah, a bit." It's like,
0: <laughs> you don't even understand when I'm joking. Like, are we even friends?
1: <laughs> so she thought that was just how I said it all the time.
0: My brother-in-law says it's hotter than a hand job out here, oh, and no. I'll be like, "Lucas, I feel like a hand job's is not that hot," and he's like, "No, but it is from the friction."
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, I wish people could see the look of horror. (laughs) So happy. It's funny. God, my prudish sensibilities. Not your prudish (laughs)
0: sensibilities. Oh my God. Anyways, back to the cabins. So, Bertie is getting texts from Speckle, who hasn't heard from his girlfriend in like over a day at this point. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, "Mm, I'm spending the night. I'll be home tomorrow. And it's like, girl, you cannot. Be like this with your live in boyfriend.
1: Yeah, no, she had previously answered a call from him and was like, Oh, yeah, I'm just like hanging out with Tuca. We'll be home tonight. And then he's like, uh, Where are you? And she's like, Oh, never mind, spending the night. And then just doesn't answer his phone calls. Like, this is not good. This is not good for your chip.
0: You can't do that. Just like, it's totally fair to be feeling some kind of way and be having a hard time. And like, mm-hmm. she doesn't necessarily need to tell Speckle all of the details, but she needs to say, Hey, Speckle, I'm at the Jelly Lakes with Tuca. I'm okay, I'll talk to you, like, tomorrow. And, like, actually talk to him. You can't just avoid him. Because, like, why are you avoiding Speckle? Speckle didn't do anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she could even, if she doesn't want to get into all this, she could even frame it as just, like, Duga and I, we haven't spoken in months, we just needed some time to, like, reconnect or whatever, so we've gone up to the cabin, see you tomorrow.
0: Literally. And, like, Speckle's not the kind of guy where even if he found out about the pastry pizza stuff, I, th- I think if he found out about the masturbating, he'd be, like, WTF. But other yeah. than that, like, he's going to be on your side that you were treated yeah. poorly. Like, he's not going to blame you.
1: Totally. So,
0: it just feels bad. Like, listen, look at me. i become a full Speckle defender.
1: Yeah, look at you. This Who is gross.
0: gross. I, listen, I also, like, when I watched the show for the first time, I was so primed to hate Speckle for no <laughs> reason. Like, I really was just in a place where, like... he he, he could do nothing wrong ever, and I would be like, wow, but he's a jerk, right? (laughs) He's not perfect. (laughs) He's definitely made mistakes, but he doesn't deserve this. Yeah. And this is, like, clearly a pattern, because this is not the first time that Birdie just has ignored him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got a preview of it with the house stuff, where she just didn't answer the phone. And so, Mm -hmm. no good. Not good communication.
0: It's not healthy, and it's not good. So, she goes out to the dock actually before going to sleep and she stares across the lake and we see peanut island
1: mm-hmm. yes peanut butter island i think
0: peanut butter island but it looks like a peanut yes very
1: much so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the next morning they are awoken by coach maple coming in with firewood inviting them over for goat milk
1: Yes, yes, and then we also get to meet Coach Pat. Meredith's wife, Pat. Yeah, who is an owl, and I love her so much.
0: I love everything about <laughs> her. Um, she's voiced by Isabelle Isabelli Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't read e- even on Today Family Literacy Day. <laughs> today of all days. <laughs> today of all days. I I feel like I recognized her voice. Like it was definitely mm-hmm. a voice I had heard before, but I don't know why. She has yeah. like a long lasting career since like the 70s but i am scrolling through and i don't know if i've seen any of this stuff
1: she appears on friends in that episode where ross he makes his list of people that he can sleep with and sh- oh. he takes her off the list and then rachel's like he sees her in the coffee shop and rachel's like go see if you can do it it's okay and then she's like you laminated your list and i'm not on it what the hell
0: Oh, yeah. That might be it. That might be it. She also did voice in an episode of The Simpsons in 1999. No. She was Astrid Weller in Mom and Pop Art.
1: Okay. Entering in the territory where I stopped watching.
0: But I think 1999
1: (laughs) Simpsons still
0: good though, right?
1: Eh, Not great anymore. I think that's probably like season 10.
0: It was already bad before the 2000s?
1: Yep. Damn. (laughs) Season 8, kind of the last good season.
0: Wow. Last Two episodes of like Thirty Rock. Yeah. Anyways, I love her.
1: Yeah, no, she's she's so good. And like every time she makes all these silly, cute little jokes throughout the episode. And every time she laughs, she always just goes, hoo hoo hoo.
0: hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's Yeah, a, a
0: very cute, sweet owl. Weird that she's awake in the day, but good for her.
1: Yeah, yeah she's so sweet. Just everything about her so adorable. Yes,
0: and Coach Maple's Cabin is just also like, it's like a beautiful, just lesbian retreat
1: for Mm -hmm. Maple and Pat, and you love to see it. Yes, they describe it as straight out of a feminist fairy tale.
0: (laughs) Yes, and that's what we all want. Mm -hmm. They also are allowed to borrow Maple's Jet Ski, and they go out on the lake.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and this is where we start getting questions about Peanut Butter Island and how Bertie's never been there and she's getting kind of weird talking about it. And mm-hmm. then she starts getting very like defensive and mad at Tuka.
0: Yeah, and Tuca's like, Why are you being weird about an island? And Bertie's like, Hey, look, it's the teens from the mall. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Bertie takes out her phone here, which is a bad choice. I don't know why she brought the phone on the jet ski. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but she looks at her phone because Speckless texted her being like, hey, do you have time to talk? I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't mm. And And is like, oh, let's race with the teens. And she falls off the back of the jet ski. She drops her phone in the lake. She tries to grab it. She's sinking under the jelly, which is truly terrible so terrible terrifying
1: <laughs> yeah We're so general. terrifying very terrifying i found this very stressful to watch just the idea of being trapped under this jelly very bad
0: yeah i like i am not a strong swimmer mm-hmm. at all and so the idea of being stuck in jelly like that is hateful yeah. obviously this is a cartoon so the jelly doesn't follow like what nor what our like what a jello pool would be like, you know, like it's not it's not the same, everything's fine. But Tuka has to rescue her.
1: Yes. And again, Bertie already upset for whatever reason about talking about Peanut Butter Island. And now she's like, Oh my God, I dropped my phone and this is your fault and I just want to go back and I hate this.
0: And I and I don't swim.
1: Yes, and I don't swim. So
0: they go for dinner at Maple's cabin, and Bertie is trying to use Tuka's phone to call Speckle, but Tuca does not have Speckle's number saved Like as Speckle. She just has like a lot of dudes' numbers that used to be with Bertie, but not mm-hmm. by their actual names. Yeah, she's
1: like, I'm not even sure I have him in here. In a way, our relationship transcends mobile technology. What would that even be like? What would that even be like, honestly? <laughs> but now she can't get a hold of him at all, and I... Like I, Speckle's trying so hard where even in the text he's like I'm worried about you so he's saying he's not like she can plead that she didn't he's not, know yeah right? he's
0: not even like mad he's not like hey yeah. what the fuck he's like yeah. do you have time to talk because I am worried about you because mm-hmm. you're not responding to me yep. so Bertie helps Maple get ready for dinner and Tuca goes out and learns a new hobby from Pat
1: she makes these really beautiful eggs I'm not totally sure how she's doing it but she's like creating some sort of like paper art inside the broken eggshells mm-hmm. and it's very lovely and Tuka's just like I can do this and she makes this horrible one with like googly eyes and stuff And she's like I'm done nailed it <laughs> and they do like a cool animation style with mm-hmm. Tuka's
0: as well where hers is just like so out of place because it's not <laughs> drawn even like remotely the same as well yes very good.
1: And Pat's like, I took me 100 eggs before I thought one was good. And yeah. Tuka's and and like, Pat's done.
0: like, sit with me. I can teach you. And Tuga's like, no, I've mastered it. I don't need to do this anymore.
1: <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. And at the same time, Coach Maple's sort of poking Birdie a little bit like, why'd you quit swimming? You were so good.
0: Yeah. And so while this happens, Birdie like is too busy staring at peanut butter island and like totally overfills a water glass too and mm-hmm. maple's like yeah you know i'm really scary. I sent you out with life preservers which a yes you should be what the <laughs> hell you definitely yeah. no matter how good of a swimmer you are you need a life preserver on a jet ski and then also it's like wow you you used to be such a strong swimmer like as a kid you wanted to swim all the way to peanut butter island like why did you quit swimming and Briggs like no not having yeah. it
1: yeah, she specifically says, let's change the subject, which I feel like people don't usually just declare like that.
0: Honestly, and we should more often.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And I just like, just to go back to the Tuca and Pat thing, just because I have this underline, just thinking about the survivor-centric approach of this episode, there's a line in here where it's not even, Bertie's not even in the scene, but the line is, "We think a we think that cracked eggs aren't good for much, but broken things can become beautiful with a little patience. And I think it just fits in so beautifully with this whole healing narrative
0: literally it's it's so beautiful
1: Mm kind of goes back to diane and the broken salad bowl thing but
0: not the salad bowl no she's a perfect salad bowl how dare you (laughs) i just want to be a beautiful salad bowl and so then it goes to dinner and mabel is still like well why did you quit swimming
1: Mm -hmm. and mabel's like let's change the subject
0: literal. Well, they did obviously in that moment, but now it's mm-hmm. back, baby. Yeah. And Mabel's like, "Oh, did you lose interest?" And Birdie's like, "No, I didn't. It's all I wanted to do." And they're like, "Oh, wow. Like, why is Birdie snapping at me?"
1: Mhm. Yeah. Tuka's like, "Yeah, she's been cursing a lot lately, and I barely curse at all. It's fucking weird."
0: <laughs> and then Tuka starts cursing and she's like, "I can't stop. Fuck. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't even fucking stop. Oh my fucking god."
1: I laugh so hard when she goes how the piss did this happen <laughs> I feel like no one uses it like that and it's so funny
0: how the piss did this happen
1: <laughs> I feel like nobody says piss It's really good like, <laughs> how do I stop this shit <laughs> oh. <laughs> so <laughs> also Tuka refers to eating her own egg and she says it's gross so confirmed
0: yeah it is I'm sorry <laughs> I told yeah. y'all
1: Pat's like, wait, you ate your own surgically removed egg, and Tuka's like, yeah, pretty gross, right? (laughs) Like, yes, confirmed.
0: It's actually more than pretty gross; it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Tuka, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, Birdie has stormed off to the water Mm -hmm. and is just kind of standing, like, with her feet in the water. And Tuka goes out and asks, like, "Are are you okay?" And Birdie mm-hmm. says that she just wishes that she could protect the teenage girls from the world and from men. Mm-hmm. And Tuka shows her one of Pat's beautiful cracked eggs. Mm-hmm.
1: This is like the last gentle, hilarious moment before the hard part where she's like, oh my God, I want to be Pat. She makes cool things and gets to make it with Coach Maple whenever she wants.
0: Yes, because Tuka has had a crush on Coach Maple since the second whole episode. One. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. And. So this is where Bertie tells her story, and it's done basically with paper cutouts, like the egg decorations. In case you didn't catch that maybe Birdie is the cracked egg, this kind of spells <laughs> it out for you. And so basically, when Bertie was a kid, she trained all summer to swim to Peanut Butter Island, and Coach Maple was coaching her. She would go to the docks early. Every morning before everyone else got there and on the day that it was time that she could finally like go like she even bought a special red swimsuit just for swimming to peanut butter island and we find out that the jelly lakes also have a lifeguard who was there every summer and one morning when she went to go swim and train. He complimented her swimsuit and said he couldn't believe that she was only 12 and told her to follow him into the woods. And she thought it was weird, but he was an adult, so she trusted him and he was a bad man. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, this is so incredibly well done. I think where she says, I trusted him, like voice acting on that, also incredible just the way she says it. But also she says, I thought it was special. And this is devastating and yes
0: yeah. it hurts it hurts a lot all she wanted to do was swim to peanut butter island and the la- jelly lakes were her favorite place in the world and tuka grabs her and is instantly like like you are so brave like for sharing that thank you like mm-hmm. you're amazing like again being a great friend yeah,
1: no, I mean, everyone should just learn from Tuka. This is how to respond when someone is telling you something hard, because Birdie says, I have to tell you something. And she just says, I'm here. And then at the end, she says, you're so brave to tell me this. And it's like, that is being an incredible and supportive friend. Yeah. She doesn't make
0: it about herself. She doesn't, like, make it weird. She's just like, thank you for telling me that. You are brave to share that with me. And, like, I love you. I'm here for you. And Birdie is like, well, if I'm brave, then why don't I go home and deal with my shit?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Tuka's like, this is what dealing with your shit looks like.
0: Like, you are dealing with your shit right now by being Mm -hmm. here. And you are going to take back that island. Mm-hmm. And this is where I, like, lost it. Because Bertie's like, thank you, Tuka, for never giving up on anything, including me. Because mm-hmm. never forget, Tuka was running to find Bertie when yeah. Bertie pulled over. Like, she was like, I'm done with this fight. Like, I'm getting my mm-hmm. friend back.
1: Yes. I got to go find her. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so good. It's perfect. And there's also a very funny line in here where she goes, I never give up on you or pizza or my sports bra. It's old, Birdie. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Listen, when you find that one good sports bra that gives you the support you need, it's hard to move on. Yes.
1: (laughs) We've all been there. And this whole scene is just so sad and so heartwarming. This is a really beautiful friendship. (sighs) They have just the best friendship. And, you know, we already talked right at the
0: start about the high level of why this is such an amazing way to handle Mm -hmm. a survivor's story. Yeah. But just like adding in the element of Tuca being so supportive it just makes it like it's just so well done
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and I just love like just to come back to it again just the point from Lisa Handelwald of like I didn't want to give anyone the opportunity to like interpret or place a judgment on whether this was the right reaction the point isn't the details of what happened the point is that something horrible happened that has left her feeling like this and I just think it's so effective and so good
0: and also, how fucked up is it that you have to think about that when this is something that I happened know. to a 12-year-old?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I hate that she's like, I didn't want people to say she was overreacting. It's like, God damn it. She's telling a story about a child being assaulted.
0: Yeah, but listen, that's what people like to do. Mm-hmm. So. People suck. Yeah, people are horrible. And when someone is a victim, you actually don't need to interrogate like how, quote, bad it was or how mm-hmm. much of the victim they were how
1: they should be responding
0: exactly and yeah oftentimes when people go through really bad shit when they're kids it it comes up when they're an adult like that you you can put things in boxes and try to pretend it didn't happen all you want but eventually it's gonna pop open and it's going to come out and impact your life and this is another really good example
1: of that yeah, definitely. So
0: the next morning, Tuca wakes up and Birdie's already gone because Birdie is swimming to Peanut Butter Island. She is reclaiming the island like Tuca said. Mm-hmm. She goes and gets Maple and Pat and they all get in a rowboat to cheer Birdie on.
1: My favorite part about the, when she goes to tell Maple and Pat, she runs over and just goes, "Yeah." At Birdie Island. <laughs> yeah, it is so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, they're like without a follow team, and then they just charge out after her. Coach Maple yeah. really spring into action here.
0: Well, and I love when Tuka tries to swim for Birdie and then it <laughs> crap pinches her butt. Cause isn't that what got brought up in episode one? of, like, Birdie doesn't go to the beach because she's scared of a crab pinching her butt. <laughs> oh God, Isn't that true. what she says
1: to her manager? <laughs> to her boss about the sick day <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, when when she's trying to make
1: Oh yeah, she wants to get so promoted. Get yeah, right, right.
0: I guess that's episode two, maybe. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, yeah, um, episode two, yeah.
0: And she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't go to the beach. Like, I'm too scared of a crab pinching my butt." <laughs> and then it happens to Tuka.
1: It is. It's so funny. That's a that's an incredible pull. But also, like in the previous scene, she's like, "Oh, like I want to protect these girls." And Tuka's like, "Why are there giant crabs at here?" And she goes, "No. Well, yes." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so a good. Lot and also crab
0: t- talk in Tuca and Birdie season one.
1: Yeah, so much. And also when Tuca jumps in to help Birdie, she just like in- she picks up Tuka or Birdie and then immediately goes, "Ah, swimming is terrible."
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Maple is there. Maple jumps in to swim mm-hmm. for both of them, and Maple fights the giant crab. <laughs> the mother. Yes, Coach-
1: <laughs> the mother. Yeah. Coach Maple also <laughs> makes a comment at one point. She's like, "Being right all the time is a burden." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Literally. So you know, as she, she's underwater, she sinks underwater when Mabel goes to fight this crab. Mm -hmm. And when Birdie sinks down in the jelly, she sees like the paper cutout of her younger self crying in the red swimsuit. And she reassures her and hugs her. They both Mm -hmm. swim together. And then Birdie comes back to the surface and finishes swimming all the way to Peanut Butter Island.
1: Yeah, I had goosebumps all through this, Where especially when yeah. she sees the little baby birdie in yeah. a red swimsuit. And she just walks over to her, says nothing, and just hugs her. And it's like, I mean, perfect, very on-the-nose encapsulation of healing her inner child. But this is just so beautiful. And then the she hugs her, and then they do a little spin in the water kind of thing of like, look, this can still be something that we love and something we get joy from. And I just think it's so beautifully well done like oh so good the show is so good
0: yeah it's so beautiful and then we do get a little bit of humor because pat is there beating the crab up with its own leg
1: (laughs) the giant crab who is being beaten with its own leg goes like she's amazing i wish she were my daughter
0: (laughs) Oh, and they and even the teens celebrate birdie when she makes it to Mm -hmm. peanut butter
1: uh, beach Yes. Yeah. It's so cute. Like, and Tuka also just from the boat as when Bernie comes back and comes out of the water and starts swimming again. And Tuka's just like, yes, go, Bernie, go. I just love how supportive Tuka is. It's so good. Yes.
0: So they all camp on Peanut Butter Beach that night. Mabel cooks the giant crab leg for them.
1: (laughs) Uh I love that the crab is also there being like, don't worry about it. You fought with honor.
0: (laughs) It's so fucked up. But. Birdie lets Tuka know that she has felt ashamed for the last few days, but now she feels strong and she's ready to go home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and Pat's like, oh, I should make an egg about this whole scene. And she's like, hoot, hoot, hoot. Just kidding. I already did. Hoot, 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 So beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Birdie's going home. She's ready. Yes. And our post-credit scene is a little crab in the commercial for Crab Things. The bigger sister eats her arm. And at the
1: end of the commercial, their mother eats her. Yes. Crap things. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. We have some feedback, but none of it is about yeah. this week. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. One of them is from Abby. And Abby, actually, we mentioned like on this episode, and Abby says that they caught up with the podcast after being referred by BoJack Hidden Jokes. So <laughs> we Hey, Thanks, um, bojackin jokes slash yes. our friend Leica. <laughs> yes, and so Abby says I have found it so refreshing and interesting to hear your takes. All building to the bombshell reveal that RB Dub was listening all along. I have oh. faith that you could, <laughs> I have faith that you could get Lisa Hannah on if you wanted. She does have a podcast, so.
0: We she Well, I'm going to have to listen.
1: Yeah, same. I've learned so much from your off-topic chats. My favorite so far being the existence of the house hippo. <laughs> <laughs> i was also delighted to hear about the market hawk with multiple jobs i hope he gets enough downtime <laughs> <laughs> i hope he gets some vacation the East week episode was so good it was lovely to have chappelle back and kirsten speaking her truth on egg gate was incredible
0: <laughs> it's the tr- it's not my truth it's the truth
1: <laughs> abby says could you argue that tuca eating her egg is the world's most vegan meal because no animal is exploited <laughs> i think oh. she was exploited <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. As for the meeting, I think maybe it symbolizes her doubling down on her new attempt at self-sufficiency, like Lindsay said with her covering the hole in the floor. I'll show her I'm not needy, I don't need anyone or anything, and I'm going to consume this thing that was causing me pain inside. Or maybe someone on the writer's team just said, hey, wouldn't it be fucked up if we did this? <laughs> I love it either and way. That's,
0: I feel like that's probably what happened. They were just like, wouldn't this be fucked up? And they were like, <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, Abby then goes on to say, "I want to say I feel bad for Birdie and Yeast Week. Yes, she's far too mean in the argument, and yes, she's being passive aggressive right after surgery. But Tuca does seem to rely on her too much, and has done has done that for some time. We can assume it's only recently that Birdie has been less available to Tuca since moving into Speckle, getting a promotion, starting her apprenticeship. Paste repeat is a nasty bastard, <laughs> but these are all ambitions Birdie had and represent positive growth for her. We see see her being more assertive, taking up space, and asking for what she wants. But it's so sad that Tuca becomes the thing in the way of her ambitions, and that Tuca lashes out at her in fear that Birdie doesn't." need her anymore. Maybe a codependent relationship becoming one-sided? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that deep
1: psychoanalysis, (laughs) but I'm not a psychologist. Yes. And then they end with basically saying that Tuca and Speckle really aren't asking a lot of questions about the apprenticeship and that Bertie almost wanted to let her know how she's doing and she's killing it and when Bertie tells Tuca how well she did and includes impressing pace repeat Tuca just criticizes her for her crush after previously saying that a crush is no big deal but yeah Bertie is still too mean I love the show and I love how real these characters feel and I enjoyed writing this a really long email <laughs> so. well thank you for sharing yes and then signed off sincerely Abby City Velociraptor <laughs> Perfect. yes Very good. Abby also sent some stuff for the finale, but I will get to that next week.
0: Amazing. We we got a DM on the BoJack HorsePod Twitter from Matt just this morning. Actually, no, it was yesterday morning, but I didn't see it until this morning because <laughs> it was a DM. And he said, hi, I love this podcast and I've been enjoying watching Tuca and Birdie for the first time so I can keep up with you all. I do have to say that I feel like I need to defend Kirsten from the Pokemon Go slander. I happen <laughs> to be playing Pokemon Go as I was listening, which is proof that the game doesn't take away from doing the important stuff in life. (laughs) i.e. listening to Tuca and BirdPod. But seriously, you're both great, and I appreciate all the effort you put into this great podcast. And I said, Multitasking King! Thank you for your
1: defense. (laughs) Adorable. I love it.
0: (laughs) So there.
1: Matt has his priorities straight.
0: (laughs) Playing Pokemon Go. While listening to Tugum Bird Pud. actually, I was doing, for, for since we're now in Pokemon Go Corner, they do, like, you have to do research tasks to get, like, different things, and they mm-hmm. do special ones that are seasonal, and every once in a while, you'll get one that's like, you have to add a new friend on Pokemon Go, and so yesterday, I tweeted out my Pokemon Go trainer code. I deleted the tweet after like a minute because someone added me, but then there must be some sort of like discord that like pulls tweets when people Mm. put their trainer cord because I now have 48 friend requests from like (laughs) random people from Japan mostly to add me on Pokemon Go. And I don't want to accept all of them because what if I need to add more new friends another time? And so I don't want to reject them, but I also (laughs) don't want to accept them all. So they're just sitting there waiting and they're really overwhelmed.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Incredible. What an incredible part of our lives.
0: Listen, Pokemon Go is a great stress relief. You mm-hmm. should try it. It would it will give you it gives you an excuse to go for a walk if you have trouble justifying it.
1: That's true. That's a good point. I also uh, yeah. think the listener should know Carson's wearing a very cute wolf sweater today and I really like it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It's from Simons. <laughs> it is a gray sweater with white i think they're actually foxes all over it i can only
1: say that ears really
0: um they look like wolves to me like it's a it's a could be a wolf could be a fox i don't know but i don't get to wear this sweater very often because it is extremely warm and Mm -hmm. so i get overheated easily but it's cold now so I brought it out. Today, I was sitting on a bench playing Pokemon Go with my <laughs> headphones in listening to a podcast. And some strange ladies came to compliment me on my sweater. And they're like, oh, she's wearing headphones. So I guess they've been trying to get my attention from behind. Oh and God. I did not hear. Them. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and they're like, oh, she's headphones in. Hi, we love your sweater. And I'm like, oh, oh my thank God. you. So cute. <laughs> How much. Yeah. Anyways, that's my life now. Lindsay is doing... Her midterms. Life is
1: hard. <laughs> Life is hard.
0: But we did it. Another episode of Tuke and Bird Pod, and we're almost done season one.
1: Unbelievable. Wow. Next week is
0: the finale of season one. It is. We also will be putting up a new Patreon episode very soon before the end of the month. Mm-hmm. All my friends that are podcasters with Patreons do weekly Patron content, and I was like, weekly with what
1: time? <laughs> But it's always a good time to become a patron, nonetheless.
0: And especially today, on November 1st, a really great time to become a patron. True. Um, There will be recently a new October patron episode will have come out. A new one for November is coming. We're out here, truly. And... If you would like to hear more from Lindsay, you can go listen to the podcast of tomorrow, The Simpsons, Then and Now, or the What We Do in the Shadows content over on Post Show Recaps. You can hear more from me on Mess Magnets, where me and Sasha Joseph talk about pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics, or over on the Rob Has a Podcast Real Love Boat (laughs) recap, which has been truly a joy. You can also follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. One more small plug, not for either of us, but friend of the pod, Sam Stanish, has just started a new podcast called Buffy Boyfriends, where he and his (laughs) boyfriend are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sam has been on many podcasts and has podcasts. And has seen all of Buffy and his boyfriend has not seen Buffy and has not been on a podcast. So should be super fun. I am going to go on an upcoming episode as well. So check that out. But we will be back next week to talk about season one, episode 10 of Tuca and Birdie, Sweet Beak. See you then.
1: Bye.